ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of China, Japan, and the Russian Federation, and in the states of Colorado, Washington, and Virginia. And to all of you for pushing us over our previous high of 105,000 listeners, because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear, and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is trust information you receive. Do this when you are having difficulty making a decision or understanding something. Just before going to sleep, light 13 white candles and write on a piece of paper what you need to know. Your unconscious mind will work on the answers. When you wake up in the morning, you will have the information you need. Trust it and act on it. The more you use this technique, the stronger it will become. It will even help you along the path my guest today describes as an exploration into telepathy and afterlife communication that walks all of us on the journey out of skepticism to curiosity, to the need to believe, the need to find proof, to a crisis of faith, and finally into a new understanding of the unbreakable bond between humans and animals. When we are embarking on this exploration into the unknown, it's easy to doubt ourselves and to believe that we are imagining things, learning to trust our intuition and information we receive from the other side takes time, commitment, and patience. The more techniques you use and the more you allow yourself to believe in the truth of your experience, the stronger your connection with the other side will become and the more your life will become a world of wonder, of awe, and of more beauty, love, and gratitude than you could ever imagine. The spiritual realm is ever-expanding, so there's no limit to the amount of experience and information you can receive. As we begin to open ourselves up to our guides, angels, and loved ones on the other side, a world of mystery and endless possibility opens up to us. What we think was lost is really just another opportunity to expand our consciousness and our connection with all of life here and beyond. As we shake off our limiting beliefs, we expand our world, our lives, and our joy. My next workshop is Mastering Your Thoughts, Transforming Negative Thoughts into Positive Ones. Most people believe that once a thought is in your mind, it's there permanently. With the right techniques, however, we can actually eliminate the thoughts, beliefs, and memories that hurt us. We have at least 60,000 thoughts a day, and about 90% of those thoughts are negative. Even more disturbing is that we keep repeating the same negative thoughts over and over again from day to day, week to week, and year to year. Many of these thoughts are not our own. They have been given to us by other people who told us what we were good at and not good at, who we should be and not be, what we should do and not do. All of these judgments restrict our freedom of choice and our joy. 
They affect our self-esteem, self-confidence, relationships, health, energy, and even financial abundance. In fact, they affect every area of our lives. When we add all of our own self-criticism, guilt, and painful memories, our mind becomes a place that is constantly hurting us. This does not have to be the case. We can take back our power and control over our own mind. As we let go of negative thoughts, we become more positive in word, thought, and deed, resulting in ever-increasing happiness, peace of mind, joy, prosperity, and good health. In this experiential workshop, you will discover and dissolve the hidden barriers to your having more positive thoughts. Master techniques to remove harmful thoughts and memories. Experience the joy of positive thoughts. Receive techniques to use on your own and leave feeling better about yourself. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to learn more and to register. If you don't live in Dallas... Contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We could all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life. And let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Elena Manis, who will talk with us about her book, Soul Dog, A Journey into the Spiritual Life of Animals. I received an email after our show last week with Israela Meyerstein, who talked about how spirituality can help you gain strength to cope with serious illness. Sally wrote, although I am thankful that my physical health is quite good for a woman my age, I still find myself waiting for others to come in and save me from whatever personal issue that's adversely affecting me. I appreciate how Israela reinforced the fact that though our influences contribute to positive change, real change and success is something we must pull out of ourselves for ourselves hearing her words rejuvenated my soul and empowered me to be in control of my own destiny Israela had so much information to share and she did it with clarity and heart she made an important distinction between cure and healing we cannot always experience cure but we are in charge of our own healing the transformation of ourselves she emphasized the importance of taking responsibility in our treatment if it doesn't feel right try something else after the show Israela shared with me her experience with a nurse who she felt was an angel on earth the nurse suggested Israela explore further options with the specialist rather than pursuing the treatment her current doctor suggested that felt right to her and she found a specialist who was right for her Israeli offered roadmap and numerous suggestions for spiritual ways we can be an active participant in decision making decision making and healing as we navigate our way through serious illness she said the patient is in the center with doctors and god being her partners in healing some of her ideas were so creative like asking one of her friends to be her laugh coach her friends sent her jokes on a regular basis to keep her laughing and keep her attitude positive maybe we all need a laugh coach she would weed furiously when she was frustrated or angry. Of particular meaning was her choice to visit the sick, 
following the wisdom that one-sixtieth of your own illness disappears every time you visit a sick person. For more wisdom and more practical ideas, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page to listen to the full show. For more on healing from illness, please begin by listening to these shows. March 1, 2018 with Dr. Pankaj Vij, Prevent and Reverse Diabetes, Obesity, Heart Disease, and More. May 24, 2018 with Maggie Hagley-West, Sick to Death, Doctors and Prescription Drugs Don't Always Help. And August 9, 2018 with Sarah Ann Shockley, Living With and Moving Beyond Chronic Pain. You can hear these shows, any others that you may have missed or want to listen to. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You can listen anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need comfort and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. And now it's time for my silver lining story. As my regular listeners know, several months ago, I had to rehome my dear cat, Benji. He had been my companions for several years as I adjusted to being single, healing from abuse and discovering my gifts, goals, and true self, the parts of me that had gone underground or never even surfaced out of fear of being seen and hurt. As my life expanded, he became increasingly unhappy until I had no choice but to honor his wishes and let him move on. After 12 years with me, he started a new life with a couple and their young son, which was what he needed. My adjustment was harder. I had nothing to fill the void he left. For the first time in 47 years, there was no cat in my home. I would receive signs from him, though sometimes a cat with almost identical markings would come to my window. At other times, I would see him in my home turning a corner in one of his favorite spots. I never thought this was unusual. I have seen friends and family members in my home who have transitioned. But Benji was the first living being I have ever seen. When he was still living with me, I went to listen to a talk given by a well-known psychic who was in town. He was telling the woman in front of me that her deceased cat wanted to speak to her, and he described the cat as hiding under the bed. When she said she never had a cat, I told him I was sure he was describing my cat, Benji who loved being under the bed near some of my stored paintings. The psychic dismissed me by saying if Benji was still on earth, he couldn't possibly, this couldn't possibly be him. I believed he was wrong. Because I was so resistant to letting Benji go, I'm certain he wanted to use this opportunity to tell me that for both our sakes, I needed to find him a new home. Because of the psychic's narrow thinking, he missed an opportunity to grow in his skills and his understanding of the spiritual realm while also helping Benji and me. I did eventually get over my selfish desires to keep Benji with me and allowed myself to truly listen to what he needed. It was an important lesson that I wouldn't have learned as profoundly if the psychic had just told me what Benji wanted. So as always, things worked out the way they were supposed to and I learned to respect and pay attention to the animals I encounter. Our guest today, Elena Manis, is an award-winning independent documentary director, writer, producer, whose honors include six Emmy Awards, a George Foster Peabody Award, two Directors Guild of America Awards, and nine Cine Golden Eagles. She has written, directed, and produced series and documentaries for CBS, PBS, ABC, and the Discovery Channel, including The Amazing Animal Mind. Her new book is Soul Dog, A Journey into the Spiritual Life of Animals. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hey, cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. If you believe that, please go to my website during the commercials, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook. Only follow those people who are positive and uplifting. 
then go and um, register for and read about my workshop, Mastering Your Thoughts, Transforming Negative Thoughts into Positive Ones, or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, what pet on the other side would you like to communicate with? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Elena Manis, who will talk about her book, Soul Dog, A Journey into the Spiritual Life of Animals. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what pet on the other side you'd like to communicate with. I'm so pleased to welcome Elena Manis, who will talk about her book, Soul Dog, A Journey into the Spiritual Life of Animals. Welcome, Elena. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I, I love your topic. And um, after so many years of hearing people say, no, your cat doesn't really, you know, have feelings and, and so on, that you're writing um, this book and really bringing not only your personal experience, but also research and um, what it just there's just so much evidence now uh, that 
our pets and animals are more than we think they are. So tell me how you came to write Soul Dog and what your experience was with that beautiful puppy who you brought home. Well, I I, uh, say that I'm really the last person I would ever have thought would have had this experience with um, my dog and animal and um, the last person I ever would have expected to write a book like this. Um, I'd always loved animals. I grew up with cats, but I thought of them as, you know, pets and more or less under our control and command and sort of here to comfort us. I I didn't really think of them um, as our equals or certainly not as our teachers, um, which I came to believe so strongly because of my journey with Brio, my my dog. So um, I was more or less at the height of my career as a television documentary producer and very busy, traveling a lot. And I was in a near-fatal car crash um, uh, on a film shoot, and it was sort of a wake-up call that, you know, maybe there should be more to my life than just working like a demon and getting into car crashes. And I thought, I decided that I should get a puppy um, to, you know, for companionship and comfort. And uh, I didn't really have much of a clue about how to how to have a dog. I'd never had a dog, um, certainly. And I must say my colleagues and friends, for the most part, thought I was crazy. Like, how was I going to have the time to do this? And I wasn't really the the nurturing type to raise a, a dog, and I didn't know anything about it. But anyway, I went ahead, and I brought this lovely standard poodle puppy home and named him Brio, which in classical music, it's a term means um, energy and joy, um, uh, and just gusto, which certainly suited him um, very well, as I came to see right away. Um, he had um, he was very independent-minded. <clears throat> he certainly was spirited, but he didn't obey me. Um, he would run away from me in the park. Um, I sort of rapidly actually became desperate because I... I thought that I had no control over him, contrary to my expectations, and I I really thought he didn't like me, that he didn't love me, so I thought this had been a horrible mistake, and what was I going to do, and um, everybody had been right, and I couldn't handle a dog, and I couldn't have a relationship, you know, actually a relationship with a man had recently broken up, and now the relationship with my dog wasn't working, so I was really desperate, so... I didn't believe at all in anything, quote-unquote, woo-woo. I didn't believe, and I wasn't spiritual or religious or think of myself that way. I certainly didn't believe in psychics and telepathy, but I had heard um, of people who did call themselves animal psychics or communicators, and being desperate, I thought, well, I'm curious. You know, as a journalist, I'll, I'll look into this. So I... I called this animal psychic in California across the country from where I was living with Brio and um, didn't tell her anything about him or me except his name and his breed. And she gave an incredibly accurate reading about um, how... The, my like my apartment from his point of view, what he did, how he navigated around the furniture, the streets he liked to walk on, he liked some better than others, um, things about me actually, of, uh, and, and my personality and his perspective, and it, it, it all rang so true, much to my shock that it was that was kind of another wake up call. I thought, you know, how could this be? I mean, there's no way the psychic could have known these things. I didn't tell her. So it did um, spark my curiosity, and then I started calling some more psychics to see if they agreed with the first one, and they more or less did. So I wasn't yet a believer, but I really, that's how this whole thing started. Well, that's really fascinating. So sort of out of desperation, (laughs) you turn to um, the spiritual realm, and it turned out to be a gift. Um, So so what did what did they tell you that helped you in with with your dog and with your life that and and the relationship that you now that you then had um, with Brio and and how that became so important to you? 
Well, initially, you know, they, they told me enough things um, about him that really helped to create what became an unbelievably profound bond. I mean, they, because of how they, quote, you know, kind of translated what he um, was thinking or feeling, and it, it felt so true that I, you know, came to see him and listen to him as a, you know, as a real being who had thoughts and feelings and, um, as I said earlier, was not, you know, just a pet to be ordered around and do whatever I wanted all the time. So that, you know, I gradually came to really feel I could communicate with him. That we had a connection, which I hadn't felt in the beginning. And once that connection and that bond was really developing and it became just stronger and stronger, I mean, I just came to, he was... I guess the most important being in my life, and I then came to really see him as my teacher. I mean, there were so many things. For example, he loved to pull me into flower shops in the city where we were living, um, not to get a treat or attention. He would just sit in the middle of the shop smelling the flowers. And, you know, I had a very chaotic, busy, crazy existence in nature, and here this dog was teaching me literally to stop and smell the roses. Um, and, you know, I, that was just a, a relatively minor example of um, how he, he taught me, and, and being with him really began to change my life and my nature. I mean, it certainly um, didn't make me into, you know, an angel by any means, but it, it began to change my, my whole perspective on um, how to live. And then as time went on, um, as, as the telepathy report, so to speak, became more and more accurate and built up, um, I couldn't deny that something was going on that I couldn't explain, you know, by my five or by rational means. You know, and I had always believed... Uh, not to believe anything that wasn't proven in terms by empirical fact, you know, in terms of Western materialist science. And now I was um, confronted with the need to really acknowledge that I couldn't explain the accuracy of the telepathy reports. So, but I, I knew it was real. I mean, I just absolutely, I was convinced. So, um, and then uh, there was a, Health, Brio had a health crisis, and um, all the Western doctors, all these tests, said he'd never walk normally again or run. He was only eight years old. He had collapsed on the street, and they said there was something wrong with his spine, and somebody recommended that I call a psych animal psychic who also did long-distance energy healing, and um, she listened. It was a phone call, and she said, let me feel what's going on, so after a while she said, um, you're going to have your dog back, I'm going to work with him today and a few more times, but there's nothing wrong with his son, and he's going to walk and run normally, and that turned out to be true, we had, you know, he had many more wonderful active years, so that was another incredible validation that, you know, even though I couldn't explain it, um, but in rational terms, it was real, I mean, he had been, his physical being had been affected by some kind of, kind of energy or psychic connection. And um, so that was another real, as I say, validation. And while I was living, um, you know, I really got to the point that um, I had to explore more. You know, so I started, started talking to scientists looking into animal cognition and emotions, and extrasensory abilities. So um, that ultimately became another aspect of the book. And I'd like you to talk a little bit about that because, you know, so many people want evidence. And and when, when you do live with an animal and you begin to understand, to really know them and to read their behavior and understand how they are communicating with us, 
Um, it's a profound experience, but it's an individual experience and not necessarily one that other people will believe. And yet now we're getting scientific proof. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, yes. I mean, first of all, I, I certainly agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm not out to proselytize, and I do think that ultimately the real persuasion is personal experience, that you can't fully believe this until it happens to you. But I hope that, you know, the book and the scientific evidence will at least open people's minds to consider the reality of, of animal communication with our fellow creatures and um, telepathy and um, ultimately even the endurance of awareness and consciousness past physical death. But so uh, I talked to, first of all, scientists who are researching, as I said, animal cognition and emotions, and they have a, a now they, we have an incredible tool they do, uh, which is some brain imaging that neuroscientists use. So, you know, very accredited um, neuroscientists at universities are now doing brain imaging of dogs and other non-human animals, and there are many, many studies, and I go into quite a lot of detail in the book, but they, you know, in short, they're showing that um, dogs, for example, have um, their brains um, work in more ways that are similar to humans than we had ever thought. Um, the same, some of the same emotion areas in the brain um, respond as human brains do um, to rewards, uh, the same brain areas, um, um, the same, some of the studies also show, you know, much more, uh, information about animal cognition and intelligence, um, than we had ever been aware of before, but, you know, they, you know, for example, are incredibly skilled at figuring out what we humans, um, are thinking and doing and, and, uh, you know, um, decode our behavior. For example, there's a um, fun study that um, showed that uh, dogs um, will uh, really know when we're looking and when we don't. That, um, for example, they'll steal food when the lights out, lights are out in the kitchen, for example, um, because they know we can't see them. You know, but when the lights are on, um, or you know, them they won't do exhibit the same behavior. Uh, in terms of emotion, one neuroscientist at Emory University, um, his own dog had passed, and he said he wanted to know, he was curious if his dog had truly loved him or if he only uh, seemed to love him because um, he, the neuroscientist, gave him food. So he did a study comparing dogs' reactions to a food reward compared to human interaction, and the results showed that um, dogs are at least equally... Um, you know, responsive to human reward, um, sometimes more so than to food. So there, there are just increasingly amount, increasing amount of studies that are coming out all the time of this sort, proving that animals are sentient, um, uh, intelligent beings. And then in 2012, a, an international group of scientists issued what was called the Cambridge Declaration of Consciousness, um, these were included a lot of neuroscientists and neurologists, and they they stated that the neural substrates, as they put it, um, show that non-human animals have um, conscious awareness, and that had always been thought to be only a human trait. But um, that was a very significant um, declaration, and it just symbolizes the the paradigm shift going on and and among you know Western scientists, Western in Western science to um, create a, a really radically new perspective on who and what animals are non-human animals are. So, um, uh, I, 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 you know, that's yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that that I think it's so profound that we finally sort of got over, are getting over our better than thou and our sense of superiority and beginning to recognize life in all things. Um, exactly. And, and so I, I, I appreciate so much that you're sharing this. We're, we're going to need to go to break, and then when we come back, we can 
talk more about this and and how um, how how much animals have to teach us and to tell us and enrich us um, as we really begin to listen to them and value them and and even after death communication. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows in the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now on your paper, write down, are you willing to allow yourself to trust your ability to connect with your beloved animals on the other side. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Elena Manis to talk more about her book, Soul Dog, A Journey into the Spiritual Life of Animals. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down you're willing to allow yourself to trust your ability to connect with your beloved animals on the other side. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how St. Francis of Assisi can help you. I'm so glad we're here with Elena Manis talking about her book, Soul Dog, A Journey into the Spiritual Life of Animals. Um, Elena, we were talking during the break about um, the work of biologist Rupert Sheldrake, 
and and his theories um, about that help us understand interspecies communication. Could you sort of give us a um, a layperson's understanding of, of that to help us? Uh, um, uh, realize that this is not just something we're making up or wanting to be true. Sure. I mean, Rupert, Rupert Sheldrake is a um, uh, biologist um, trained uh, uh, by Cambridge University in England, so he has all the Western science credentials, but he's doing cutting-edge research and committed his life, really, to explaining and creating, uh, to understanding how telepathy happens like and he believes that animals are bonded to each other for example members of the same species or other species um, say a dog to a cat and um, or an animal a non-human animal to a person through these invisible fields um, that he says are actually exist because of the bond or one could say love between uh, beings, um, he calls these morphogenetic fields, which is a term that comes from evolutionary biology. But you know, it, he says it explains the behavior of homing pigeons, for example, that they can find their way home. Or we all have heard these stories of dogs who travel thousands and thousands of miles to go back to their people. And um, Sheldrake um, believes that you know there are these incredible connections. Uh, that we can't see, they're invisible, but they're very real um, between a dog and a person or, you know, other other beings. And he's done a lot of research to build evidence for this. Well, and, you know, Facebook there have been, uh, with all the good and bad and, and, and controversy, nevertheless, there are a huge number of videos that are just mind-boggling unless we do understand and believe that animals do think, that they do feel, that they do um, connect with animals of other species and with people in very loving and thoughtful ways. I mean, some of them show complex thinking in order to solve a problem of how to rescue another dog or, um, or to get um, through a barrier because they want to be free to run. It's it's fascinating when we observe it um, from the perspective of the possibility that they can think and feel and communicate. Absolutely. You know, they feel happiness and joy. They feel grief. They mourn, you know. It's a, you know, they're so comparable to us in so many ways. Absolutely. And so how did you, I know you've been in communication with Brio since he passed to the other side. How do you do that? And does he have messages for you and for us? Yes, well, I mean, this is in a way, it's um, you know, such a great gift, um, maybe in some ways even the greatest gift that, you know, he gave me the, to show me that, you know, he still exists, that his spirit is there, that, you know, it doesn't end with physical death. So, of course, this changes one's perspective, not only on, you know, Brio and, and a, a, a dog, but on all beings, you know, that our consciousness um is eternal, that it does endure, that, you know, we continue in spirit. I mean, I can't describe what a transformative revelation this has been to me. Um, so uh, when he did pass, which, I mean, of course, in human terms, it's devastating. When, you know, it's so hard to lose a beloved animal. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted him back, you know, to reincarnate immediately. But it was such a gift. You know, I did, uh, I had the animal psychics that I'd been working with, and I continued to to call on them to help me um, to translate um, what Brio was saying. And these incredibly detailed reports um, would come back to, to uh, that he was showing me that he really was there. There were he, descriptions in, in detail about what I was doing, uh, where I had been, um, one time uh, I had had lunch, you know, with, in a s- restaurant with a friend where the fireplace was very smoky, 
And the next time I talked to the animal psychic, she said that Brio said he'd been with me at this lunch where the fire was smoking, and I certainly wasn't even thinking of that when I was talking to the animal psychic. I mean, how could she possibly have known that? How could Brio have known that? But, you know, unless some, he was, in fact, with me. And there were so many things like that. Um, you know, I guess you could call it a more practical level, but the psychics led me to understand that this was, he was showing me that he really is with me, and this has continued, and then they became more and more profound, like he would talk about or report on, you know, things happening in my life, if I was having legal problems, uh, you know, he he would comment, so to speak, that he didn't like the lawyer, you know, out of the (laughs) blue, and I never told the animal psychic about this stuff. But it would come up, you know, from Brio, um, you know, and in some ways it led me to, taught me to trust my own intuition because, you know, things like, I hadn't liked that lawyer either. Um, and I guess somehow the connection with Brio, he picked that up. That's my only explanation. I mean, I, you know, ultimately I can't prove that this was happening, but I know, I know it is happening. I know he's there, and I know that he um, is, you know, aware of my life and my consciousness. Somehow, we're connected forever. Oh, well, absolutely. And how much richer our lives are when we allow ourselves to believe what we know to be true, but. No, we can't prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt, but we know that those things, uh, nobody would know them, and and it would have to be through the awareness that he truly is there. And And I found that as I begin to allow myself to open up to these possibilities more and more, I can feel and see people and um, and animals that are here or on the other side and it, it we we are capable of so much more than we think than we think we are our spirits can travel even when we're in human body and so we we have so much the the spiritual realm existence is so vast as we begin to allow ourselves to imagine and to to believe the evidence that we see. And I, I, I loved, you know, the the image and the metaphor. I mean, how would a dog even know? Our our old minds would think to of the metaphor of stop and smell the roses. And yet he did. The I mean it's just, it's profound. Um, it truly is. I mean, it's, you know, it, it was remarkable. I and mean, I've come to realize that more and more, you know, in writing the book and thinking back on it. You know, in the beginning, I guess I was so, you know, dumb in a way that I didn't quite realize at the very beginning what he was doing. But I totally, no, I mean, he might, he's doing it for me, yes, but he was, you know, I learned from watching his behavior that he, he knew he wanted to stop and smell the roses, and that's what he needed to do, and he just loved them. He appreciated it, you know, as a joy of his life. Yes, and as, as we observe them, we can also take those lessons for ourselves. Um, Elena, this was really wonderful. I so appreciate you, and, and I think, you know, starting out as a skeptic um, makes what you're sharing even more believable because um, you had to, you, you really earned <laughs> the right to, um, to, to understand all of this and to share it with us. So thank you so very much. And I encourage well, thank, every- thank you. And uh, if people are curious to learn more, the book website is www.souldogbook.com, and there are links there where you can buy it if you're interested. Um, absolutely. I encourage everyone to visit that website and to purchase her book um, because there's profound information, and it will take you on a journey that will open your eyes and your heart. 
Thank you. Wishing you all the best, Elena. And thank, thank all of you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop, Mastering Your Thoughts. Also, read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, or remote healing, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their wealth, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I want to introduce you to St. Francis of Assisi, who often had conversations with living animals and always touched my heart. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to communicate with animals on earth or on the other side. Use your own words or say something like, St. Francis of Assisi, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me believe I can communicate with animals and do so with ease. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me communicate with my dog, Brio, on the other side. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Lee McCormick will talk about reconnecting with your heart to become whole. March 21, when Melinda Kelly will talk about finding the right coach for you. And March 28, when Rachel Beck will talk about finding your way when life challenges your changes your plans. I want to hear what's on your mind and heart, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Polly, your CM, or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you, and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.